Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. Welcome into the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil. Eric's in the studios and I'm at home, still doing the social distancing. We'll probably be doing it through the end of the year, I would guess. But Eric, you just got back from Dixie. How was it? Fantastic, Rachel. I was there for the WAC Women's Swimming Championships. Great job done by the folks at Dixie State and a very good championship. I mean, our first championship of the year and it's with our one of our new schools and they, it, they pulled it off fantastically, if that's a word. Uh, Northern Arizona, I guess to, to no surprise, is in first place after the swimming portion of the meet. They're the seven-time defending champions, but New Mexico State only eight and a half points behind the Lumberjacks, Rachel, and it will be decided this week. So again, with COVID and the social distancing, we have the Women's Swimming Championships at Dixie State, Men's Swimming Championships, which you will be at, at UNLV, and then the Diving Championships are at Northern Arizona. So three locations, and we're going to crown two champions, men's and women's, and Northern Arizona in very good shape to win their eighth straight, but uh, we do have the diving section to deal with uh, before we can do that. Yes, I'm excited to be heading out to Vegas for the men's swimming and dive, or swimming championships as well this week. So let's talk a little bit of basketball real quick, Eric, as we get started. UTRGV on Monday or on Sunday night, excuse me, had a very emotional night as they played Dallas Christian. Yeah, they won big, 116 to 51. Again, Dallas Christian, uh, maybe not the, the strongest opponent, uh, but I, I, I know UTRGV wanted to get a game in. Uh, they did have to cancel those games against Seattle U last week. Uh, with all the issues in Texas with the ice storms. And again, our our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in Texas that was dealing with that. And and Seattle was also having their own weather issues as well. So they had to cancel those games and they did get that game in Sunday night. And then of course, Tuesday will be the funeral for head coach Lou Hill, who who tragically uh, passed away a few weeks ago. So uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, tears were shed during that game, Rachel, as they will be probably for the remainder of the season and for some time, but uh, I, I suppose sort of cathargic to, to be able to play a basketball game and play well. It is, they set a, a record for steals and, you know, all the times we've coached with uh, talk with coach Hill always preach defense and, you know, a, a lot of intensity and that's exactly how they played against Dallas Christian. And the athletic department at UTRGV did a fantastic job. They had a chair, they had t-shirts, they did a virtual game ball that they gave to the Hill family. They did so many things and it was really um, put together extremely well. So hats off to them. And obviously um, our thoughts and prayers are still with the family and the players and everybody else who knew Coach Hill at UTRGV. But yeah, big win for the Vicaros. And uh, I know Chris Jans actually did a presser today and he's trying to get UTRGV back on the schedule to hopefully play them before the WAC tournament. So I out for that. The rest of the basketball, I know, Eric, you were doing all swimming, but let me tell you, this weekend was crazy when it came down to the basketball games. Three split series this weekend, and we'll start off with GCU-CBU first. GCU was undefeated in conference. They win the first game, lose the second game, which was a a theme, as you mentioned, this past week. Uh, California Baptists, I mean, they, they can get it going, and they can play with anybody at any given time, so they beat GCU in that in that second matchup after losing a night one it was 71 to 61 GCU won the first game and then California Baptist bounces back wins 65 62 is a nine game win streak going for Grand Canyon heading into that game 
Now, they had been on a break since January 30th. Remember, they were going to play UTRGV uh, in Edinburgh, and they, they had to go on pause for COVID. So they had quite a lengthy break in between series there. So they did play pretty well, considering. And then uh, speaking of playing well, they also had the player of the week. Asbjorn Mitgard, he was an absolute stud, averaged a double-double this week, and he currently leads the nation in field goal percentage. Complete stud for the Lopes there. And I want to talk a little bit about CBU too. So in the second game, the game that they were able to pull off the win, and in the final minutes, there were 14 points for the Lancers, and um, all of those but one shot came down to Ty Rowell. So he was going off. He was <laughs> carrying the team on his back in those last couple of minutes. And yeah, uh, the Lopes hadn't played or hadn't lost since December 22nd, including that break. So a long time, but I think it adds a little bit more of a competition level. It makes me a little bit more excited for WAC Vegas. Anybody can beat anybody. It is going to be a crazy tournament this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, also UVU and New Mexico State. What a series there. Utah Valley comes out the first night. They win against New Mexico State 69 to 66. I actually was able to catch uh, the, the very end of that uh, matchup after uh, swimming that particular night. And then New Mexico State comes back the following day and, and wins 67 to 60. And this is the thing I know Coach Jans has been harping on. He, he wants his guys to be able to put two games together. But so far, since they've been able to restart, uh, we haven't quite seen the the Aggies that we're used to, Rachel, and they have a few more weeks to put it together. And given the talent on the team, wouldn't be at all surprised if they do. And going back to what Jim Hayford, Seattle Humans basketball coach, said when we talked to him on the road to WAC Vegas, it's been really hard all across the nation for the teams on Friday night to win again on Saturday. So that's not something we're just seeing here in the WAC. That's something we're seeing all over the nation. So it's been fun, though, to watch. And then the Aggies will play at Tarleton this weekend. They're going to be our our WAC spotlight on ESPN plus this week. We're excited. It'll be the first time we've been to Tarleton and uh, they're excited to be hosting New Mexico state. They actually played in football uh, this past week, Rachel, if uh, you, you had an eye on that, uh, as we'll be starting football uh, this upcoming fall. And that'll be exciting. Of course, uh, New Mexico state playing at the FBS level and, and Tarleton's at the FCS level, but uh, you're going to have Billy Gillespie, the, uh, famous head coach of the Tarleton Texans on the road to WAC Vegas this week. Excited to sit down and talk to him. I haven't talked to him since our preview day. Obviously, it seems like forever ago now. So excited to sit down and chat with him just about the past series and this upcoming one against New Mexico State as well. And uh, we'll look at this past weekend too with Texans and Dixie playing. Again, that other split series where the Texans were able to beat Dixie 77-59. And then Dixie came back and won 64-48. So two big wins for each team. My hat's off again to all of our schools with so many events going on. So I was at Dixie State for swimming. Those games were at Dixie as well. They also had softball. They had a softball tournament going on as well as basketball. They had soccer. San Jose State was in town for soccer. University of Washington was in town for softball. So many things going on. So they are so spread out and managed to pull things off beautifully. But yeah, that first night, Folks in Dixie were not at all happy about that uh, result because Tarleton stomped them pretty good in mm -hmm. that first game. And then they came back. And as we mentioned, Coach John Jetkins does a great job, especially a lot of times in those second games. Uh, they're tough to beat two nights in a row. Yes, they were. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking some women's hoops. And we already have a regular student championship. We'll be right back. We would like to thank our sponsors of the WAC podcast, Hercules Tires and Adidas. Now, back to Eric and Rachel. 
Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. We're talking women's hoops now, and we already have a regular season champion, Eric. California Baptist, who was picked to win the championship by the, I believe it was the media. I think the coaches had Utah Valley as the preseason favorite in the WAC women's basketball. 20-0, and 0, Rachel. They are 12-0. and 0. Two things are, are amazing there. One, that they're undefeated. Two, that they've been able to play 20 games without <laughs> being interrupted by COVID or some other, you know, calamity because 20 games, I think they're the only team in the league that's played 20 games. Yeah, they absolutely are. And they have been dominant. Although you were able to watch the GCU CBU game on Friday. So walk us through because that game went into OT. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be a a tight game. And uh, of course, Grand Canyon, they play that up tempo, you know, full court pressure style. And Katie Scott is such a tough matchup for for everybody because she can step out and hit the three and plus play down low and went to overtime, but CBU found a way to win. And that's what great teams do, Rachel. They find a way to win. And it was probably a good thing to, to be tested that way because they have been blowing teams out so much this year. So that gives them a, you know, a notch under their be- on their belt of winning a tough game like that. And then the next game, uh, pretty competitive as well. I mean, 79-64, they wind up winning by 15, but Ani Oleda. Oh my goodness. I mean, she is so quick and so hard to deal with. And then you add Brittany Thomas, Caitlin Harper, the other weapons they have, but Ani Oleda is just, oof, what, what, she's got to be one of the top players in the WAC. Obviously she's preseason player of the year, but uh, one of the top players in the region, maybe one of the top players in the country. She has been an absolute force. She averaged a double double on the weekend and it has been so fun watching him. And you can tell they're all riding on this win streak that they want to keep this going. Just when you watch them get out on the court, the, the mindset of them and the teamwork that you see, it's been so much fun to watch. So double double in in points and assists because she is so good at distributing the ball. She, she has a quick first step and an even quicker second step. I think she can just get to the basket so fast, but has great vision and, and will dish. And to get, uh, I think she's again near the leaders in the nation in assists. We always say every week, I need to look that up to see if she's eligible to be the assist champion with CBU transitioning. I believe she does lead the nation in assists at this point, but I'm not sure if she's eligible to be the assist champion because of the transition. An absolute force. It has been so much fun to watch her. And then looking at our spotlight series or our featured series of the weeks, GCU will be posting Seattle U. Now, if you take a look at the standings there, we've got two or actually three, excuse me, six and four teams in the WAC, GCU and Seattle U being two of those. Yeah, California Baptist, uh, they clinched the regular season that they'll be the number one seed in WAC Vegas. But yeah, there's three teams that are six and four. And now we have Seattle U going down to Grand Canyon. And what a great job Susie Barcombe has done as they keep getting better and better as the season goes along. And this will have a lot to do with who's two, two, three, and four as we get to WAC Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. UVU being that other team that is six and four currently. Yeah. So Seattle U this past weekend, they split with UTRGV. Same with NM State and Utah Valley. It's, it's kind of weird, Eric. I know we say this all the time too, but we're so used to talking about New Mexico State sitting there dominating and they're not even in the top four right now. It's interesting. It's kind of like last year where they, they had that way where Gia Pack got injured and they were not in the top four. But by the time they got to the tournament, they did win that first game before the tournament was canceled. And you wonder if it's kind of playing out the same way. Obviously, they don't have a player like Gia Pack coming back to the lineup, but it seems like they're kind of figuring things out. And, and don't discount, you know, that they were in Phoenix for two months and didn't really get to play. 
that's that's all part of this too. Now everybody's been having to deal with their own issues, but it seems like New Mexico State might have had it, you know, worse both on the men's and women's side, having to completely relocate. And then they're not even playing at home; they're playing, you know, in in El Paso at a very nice gym. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I, I was looking at it and somebody was looking over my shoulder you know, this past week. They were like, is that a high school gym? You got to be kidding me. And it, yeah, it is. And uh, hats off to all the folks at New Mexico State for figuring that out. But yeah, that's that's all part of this too. No real home games for them. And once we get to whack Vegas, who knows what can happen. And they're used to having crowds no matter what at all yeah. of their games. But yeah, I'm sure it's hard for them not to kind of play off that energy of the people in the stands too. But Let's also talk a little bit of baseball, Eric. It's still hard to believe that we're talking uh, volleyball, softball, baseball, basketball, soccer, everything in the mix there. But baseball, GCU off to a fantastic start already. They take care of Missouri uh, three games to one, and they get the uh, hitter of the week and the pitcher of the week. So Ryland Zaborowski, what a great name that is. He's about 6'6", six, six, 215 pounds, batting in the four-hole. If you have a chance to check out our whack top play this week, hits an absolute bomb. First game of the year, went over 400 feet was the measurement on it. And he absolutely crushed it. True freshman from the Phoenix area. And he's got a very interesting backstory as well. And he's our uh, first uh, hitter of the week. And they also get the pitcher of the week in Zach Barnes. So Grand Canyon off to a great start, kind of as you would figure. I mean, they, they've had a chance to play you know, practice baseball, you know, the weather's always good in Phoenix, all that good stuff. So uh, they, they did play very well against a power five school and beat them pretty good. Looking at softball now, Seattle U, same record there with the Red Hawks. Seattle U, they they did. Uh, they they go to, uh, they get Allie Choate as the hitter of the week. She hit 667 and they go three and one on the week. And then JC Hambrick of Grand Canyon, she picks up a couple wins as a pitcher so, yeah, we're, we're off and running it in both of those sports as well. All right. Now, looking at soccer, women's soccer, New Mexico State's Shay O'Connor getting a hat trick against Chicago State. She did. And then uh, they were they swept Chicago State. So they played a Saturday, Monday. They were playing in El Paso as well. They had a late start. It was an 8 p.m. start, and it had something to do. I know Chicago State, you know, traveling to Texas, where uh, New Mexico State now plays, which was having all the weather issues and everything like that. So they were able to get in two matches there. So New Mexico State, those were their first matches of the year as well. So they get a couple of wins. And then also uh, Romy Salvador of Grand Canyon, she uh, picks up a couple of wins as the goalkeeper as the Lancers beat Dixie State twice this past week. Yeah, so California Baptist, not Grand, Can Grand Canyon. Oh, uh, CBU yeah. there. You got the Lancers part right. I'm just here to, <laughs> just in case. Uh, also though, men's soccer, we had a lot of good games going on this past weekend, I would say. We did, and Rudy Castro of San Jose State is the Offensive Player of the Week, and they were actually at Dixie State. That was one of the things going on in St. George while we were there, along with there was like a youth softball tournament and a youth soccer tournament. I mean, there was more traffic than, than I've ever seen there. But uh, San Jose State comes away with a win. It was a late goal to win that. Uh, Dixie was up one nothing, and San Jose State scored twice in the second half to win that one. And then uh, Miguel Dunez of UNLV is the defensive player of the week. The Rebels played Air Force to a 0-0 tie. So uh, one of those exciting soccer matches went double overtime and no goals. Yep, absolutely. All right, looking at volleyball too. New Mexico State, 
still being a dominant force though they're beating GCU now six and oh and head coach Mike Jordan he's getting close to win number 500. He is I mean you don't want to jinx anything here if you're a New Mexico State fan but uh, should be able to pick that up this week at some point uh, win number 500 for his career of course one of the greatest coaches in WAC history and they play CBU on Monday and Tuesday so every, every day of the week Rachel there's something going on if you if you like sports just Go to WACDigitalNetwork.com. Chances are there's a game going on whenever you click on it. Absolutely, yeah. We actually have one other sport that we have to talk about that we haven't mentioned. That's cross country. The cross country championships are happening this Saturday in Seattle. Men's and women's at Jefferson Park Golf Course. Fans are not allowed uh, due to a local ordinance there, but uh, uh, we'll be doing a Facebook live stream at the finish line, weather permitting. Uh, It's supposed to be in the 40s on Saturday, Rachel. Uh, so it could be, could be a little dicey there, it's, but uh, we should have some highlights and uh, hope to get some interviews with the winners as well from the WAC Cross Country Championships. And it's, uh, it's one of those crazy years. We would have had the indoor track and field championships happening normally mm-hmm. at this time, but of course, cross country had to move from the fall to the spring and the decision was made. We're gonna do the cross country championships and we'll have the outdoor in May at, uh, at uh, UTRGV which um, I think you're, you're going to be heading for that one, Rachel. So it seems like, yeah, about every two weeks now, uh, well, you're, you're traveling this week to UNLV, uh, every two weeks or so we're going to have a championship, which it's, uh, it's great if you're a sports fan. It is great if you're a sports fan. And what can we say, right? We've all kind of missed it. We're ready for this thing to get rolling again. Like get back at it. Yeah. Two weeks. I got swimming diving this week. And then before we know it, we're going to be in Vegas for Whack Vegas, which is just still blows my mind. I don't even know how that's possible, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Whack Podcast. Thank you to everybody that tuned in and we'll see everybody later. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WackSports.com.